Hello and welcome to Drinking from the Garden Hose. I'm Obi. I'm here with uh, Ed, of course. We're a couple of cranky old men in training. We're doing this podcast. You can find it anywhere you can find your podcast. Be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, you name it, we're there. Go ahead, download us, tell your friend. We have a small following now. We want to make it bigger. You're in, you're in first. Let your friends know. We can start having fireside chats about our podcast. Ed, what do you think about that? Kobe, I'm in agreement. I can't be cranky about that opening. Uh, I think that's, uh, you know, um, we our podcast is probably the best, uh, best known or the least known secret or the best secret, best kept secret in, in the world. So, uh, yes, please share it. If you like what you hear, tell people. Um, so, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm feeling tonight, Obi. But I think we got, got a couple of good topics tonight to, to really get people thinking. Absolutely. And, and like I said, around the fire, and it digs in my craw when I go to somebody's house. And I go and they've taken the time to get the outdoor work done. And they have this beautiful backyard with a gorgeous fire pit. And then they turn on the gas and it's a gas fire. It it drives me nuts. I hate it. I want to see the wood burn. I want to hear the wood burning. I want to go into the woods and get more wood and put it on the fire. I hate these gas fireplaces outside. I know you have a fire pit. Yours isn't gas, is it? No, but... (laughs) I got a smokeless fire pit. Is, it, is that almost like having a gas fire pit? What makes it smokeless? It's got holes on the side. Oh, no, no, that, that, that is not, that is not, no, that is fine. Those holes on the side, mine has holes too, so you can see in, you can see cool stuff going on in there. Well, no, the holes I have, Obi, are scientifically designed, so it, it, it's about recombustion. So apparently, the sign, I know this is boring, we stop being funny when I get into science, but... The, the, the recombustion actually burns the smoke, and that's why it's smokeless. But, um, but with that said, I did start my fire pit career with a gas fire pit, Obi, because it was clean, simple, and easy. So what do you think of that? Uh, I think that I want your man car. That's what I think of that. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I guess you're talking about when he's like uh, solo silver fire pits. Is that the ones that you're talking about? But before we get into your science world, like, I don't know, I can deal with the, with the gas fire pit when it's a fireplace in the house because getting smoke in your house and soot everywhere inside, that's a whole different story. But outside, it's got to be the wood. Every time somebody gets a tree cut down around here, I grab some of the wood from the guys before they shred it up. I, I, Obi, I think what it comes down to, though, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to ease, right? And I think some people are just too lazy to put the real man work into it, if you know what I'm saying, right? So you get that, you know, there's no cleanup. I don't get smoke on my clothes. I got to think that's where people are coming from. So I had the gas fire pit, but I got to be honest with you, Obi, there's no smell. And I, you got to kind of like the smell, right? Yes. I don't want my clothes stinking that way, but there's, you got to have a little bit of smell, right? For the ambiance. And then let's face it, a gas outdoor fire pit, those flames are what, two, three inches tall. I mean, size matters. It does. And like, you know, at the end of the night, you want it small. And I got to say, I imagine turning off a gas fireplace is as easy as turning it on, but yeah, sometimes you're just like, I want to get this up to three, four, five inches. My feet, whatever it is. 
Yes, the gas fire pit can get the five inches. Um, and I will give this. Sometimes they make the gas fire pits in like tables and stuff where you know where you can sit around, which is like I guess okay. But I, I, I love the wooden fire pit. I also have these uh, chemicals that you can throw into the fire pit. It makes them colorful. I don't think you want to throw that onto the rocks in your gas fire pit if it doesn't all burn up. Um, how are you supposed to get rid of important documents? I don't shred my documents. I burn my documents, you know, when they're seven years old. So I'm all about the paper fire pit. I have a little ash area in my backyard where I throw it. It makes for wonderful uh, sunflower seed, uh, sunflower plants grow there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about the wood. So you got your own personal uh, retention policy uh, that you're that you institute seven years and then you burn the stuff, right? Seven years, then it gets burned. Absolutely. So here's the other thing about the gas fire pit that you just, it, it's not practical, right? Seems great. Like if you're at a bar, it should be a gas fire pit, right? It's easy. It's, it's clean, right? But in your backyard, try making a s'mores over a gas fire pit. Doesn't work. I, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. If you, when, you're, when you were watching your girls and the marshmallow starts to drip down into a gas fire. Oh my goodness. Right. So, so you can't do that, right? Here's another real practical reason you wouldn't want a gas fire pit in your backyard. Bugs. Gas fire pit does nothing to repel bugs, right? But you get the smoke out there, it gets rid of bugs. I mean, you, yeah, you still want some centronella out there for the mosquitoes, but guess what? You don't have a lot of bugs floating around when you're out there. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. There's a lot, there's a lot that that wooden fireplace, plus, you know, we're, I'm old and, you know, we didn't have gas fire pits growing up. The amount of time I spent out drinking in the woods around the gas fireplace was zero. The amount of times <laughs> I spent out drinking in the woods around wood fireplaces, too many to count. How many pep rallies you been to with a gas uh, fire pit? <laughs> right, right. Down on the beach with the gas fire pit bonfire. I don't think that's how it rolls. It doesn't work, right? So I think there's one other there's one other factor consider out there is uh, I I note and this is this is a guy thing, Obi. Uh, as much as size matters, right? We can't get away with no two-inch flames. We want feet, right, in our flames. We want to measure flames by feet. But also, I, I've noticed that the female species, right, the female gender, they are not a fan of real fire pits. I, my wife loves our fire pit. Loves it. She when, Really? When, uh, yeah, we got that first one. It started to deteriorate. And she was like, you better get a second one. Now, it might be because for her, the fire pit means that my boys were at our house was the place where the kids came on a Friday and Saturday night. She keep her eye on them. She could supply the s'more. She knew where her sons were. So that might be the reason she likes it. I don't know if she would like it straight up. Plus, you know, I wasn't drinking in the woods alone, Ed. I mean, with, you know, just guys. We had girls there, too. So I... I don't know where you, you get that. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Really? I'm just telling you from personal experience. I put my wood fire pit going. Guess what? I'm, I'm by myself unless you, I invite a guy over. So that I'm just going. The, are you sure the, it's not the big screen TV that's keeping the, the, the females away? It, it could be the sports. It could be the company. You're correct. There could be a lot of facts. It's not a very controlled experiment. Let's just put it that way. So, Obi, you talked about fire pits, right? So you, cool. you're a big – but you said fireplaces – it's okay for gas fireplaces. Explain that one to me. Well, before I go to that, and I will okay. put a pin in it, I just, even when we were planning this subject, I did not think of it. So I got a buddy. This is the, the, the best fire pit, and his wife doesn't mind having the fire pit story. He had a fire pit in his backyard. 
He invites me over one day uh, to watch some UFC fights. So, you know, it's going to be a late night and the fire pit's going. And I, br- I know this guy real well. I bring a- another friend, doesn't know him, and we're just hanging out. And all of a sudden, the fire just goes, launches up super high. Now, uh, this is a story your brother probably won't appreciate. So then we're like, <laughs> how did that happen? How did we happen? And then we see it. The blue gas can is sitting over there. And this kid just keeps throwing kerosene on this fire pit. You talk about wanting to have a big flame that you can measure in feet. He was crazy. Nobody died. But that, that was his shtick. Every time. And then I learned every time he had a place fire from that house, boom, kerosene. But why is it okay for the, 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 the glass, uh, the gas fireplace? Well, it's, there's a few things that make it, and it's probably because I'm old. Um, number one, you don't have to deal with fuel, fuel, fumes. Fuel, what's this thing that comes right up over here? The, the chimney, the, the flu. The flu, oh, you don't have that, that problem. Uh, no cold air comes in, so it only generates heat out. Um, and it is different to have to go out and get wood while you're inside. You burn through what you have, and you want to stay out another hour or two, and you got to go outside if it's raining or snowing to your, to your wood pile. And my neighbor has a two wood fire pits in that fireplaces in their house. And beautiful. They always make sure they, they're burning cherry wood. So it's wonderful. But you see him sometimes. He comes out in the middle of the night in like his pajamas after having enjoyed like around the fire pit for a few hours. Now he's fireplace for a few hours. So that is why I give it the okay. And one time I saw a double-sided glass fireplace in somebody's house. So the dividing wall went up and there was this fireplace and you could see the fire from both sides and kind of see through it to the other people on the other side. So I'm going to give the gas fireplace a pass if you really want it. I think you're just getting soft because because at, at the end of the day, it's the same ease of use as it is for outside, right? It's You just told me a whole bunch of it's easier, right? So yeah. I just think you're getting soft. I mean, let's face it. If you want to, and I have a wood fireplace in my house, right? It's an investment. You want to spend an evening in front of the fire, you're going to work for it, right? And the other thing is, you're not going to go to bed as soon as you want to go to bed because the damn thing's still burning and you can't burn your house down, right? So uh, it's an investment. From times it's a pain in the ass, but Obi, that's how real men do it. Well, I don't have one yet, so I'm keeping the man card. I do, like I said, like, we're doing the show right in front of my fireplace. Although I've never used a fire this particular fireplace because I think it's too close to the wall. Um, but I, I'm going to give a pass to another man. Maybe not take it myself on the fire. All right, all right. All right. So Obi, I know I know we were ranting about, and, and I rant. I think if you if you if you don't go wood, I think you're soft, right? And uh, but I, I wanted to go on to another topic. Talk at the beginning. If you go gas, you're a gas bag. <laughs> so at the beginning, we talked about how we're the best kept secret podcast. And, and so we do have some fans out there who haven't been ashamed to, to tell us that they listen to it and they like the podcast. And it just spurred my memory. Someone, someone came to us and told us they listened to us. So it just spurred my memory. And we'll just call this segment the girl next door. And so when I was growing up, I had this neighbor. And she was about five years older than me. She's a gorgeous girl. So it reminds me of that movie with Alicia Cuthbert back uh, called The Girl Next Door. I mean, she was beautiful, that, that actress. And so this is, the, this is the girl who lived next door to me at the time. And uh, she was always older than me. 
never hung out with me. I was always, <laughs> so it's a little kid next door, but I got really smart one time when I realized she was 21 years old. I realized that maybe she would buy me beer. So I would go over and knock on her door and say, Hey, can you, <laughs> my buddies are going out tonight. Can you, can you pick me up some beer? And she would do it, believe it or not. And, uh, I mean, you talk about having the the best neighbor ever. I mean, she would buy me beer. And this one night I went over there and knocked on the door and her dad answers. And he, he looks at me, he goes, no, she's not home. You're gonna have to get your own beer. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, I, I was lucky. I had plenty of people all, all my life, all along the way uh, who, who did that for me. Never the beautiful girl next door, although there were some women who were like somebody's older sister, but never, you know, the girl next door. So, I mean, that's a bonus to that story right there. I don't know. But uh, the dad, I like that. Dad's going to cut you off. You know, you're a good so, kid. Not trying to date her. And no, she's not getting you beer. No, he, he was a cool guy. He wasn't trying to cut me off. My biggest concern when he, when, when I found out he knew, you know, he would talk to my parents. So we were neighbors, like literally neighbors. And, you know, back, you know, back in the day, you were very neighborly to your neighbors. You would talk to them all the time. They're almost your best friend, but I'm over for a beer all the time and stuff like that. I mean, matter of fact, this other time, my mother was learning to drive a motorcycle and she, she, she was driving it in the driveway and she hit the, the throttle instead of the brake. And she went right, I swear to God, went right through my garage door, right? Drove right through it. This guy was the first one there. I mean, I think he even beat my dad who was holding the back of the, the motorcycle. So the fact that he knew I was getting beer underage, that, that's what spooked me. I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to tell my, gonna tell my, my uh my parents but uh never happened so you got anything like that obi yeah you know uh no i mean <laughs> and i will say you have a whole that's a whole nother whatever happened to is, is neighbors that's you know i my next door neighbor on one side was my grandmother and then on the other side was my babysitter and she was about 10 years older you know she was uh she was a babysitter and a good babysitter. She was not buying me booze underage. So uh, I, I can't say I had that kind of neighbor. Well, you missed out. I guess I just will chalk that up. I was winning on that one. But it does make me think, you know, as we're talking about the underage the drinking, which obviously we don't condone, uh, but we know people who probably did it back in the day. Uh, makes me wonder, whatever happened to fake IDs, Obi? Uh, you know, I'm imagining it has to do with check ID and flash ID and get on a plane with a TSA approved ID. IDs are just hard to get now. Just legally, it must be impossible for these kids. I mean, they must be shoulder tapping experts. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, getting a fake ID really wasn't that hard. I mean, I went down to Times Square. I went into the back of an arcade. Uh, and it was almost like that movie Super Bad, where you stand in front of the big screen that comes down behind you, and they take your picture. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't as cool as McLovin and got a, a Hawaii driver's license. I got a medical ID alert, and I had asthma. And so I was born in 1967, and I had a bad case of asthma. And, uh, you know, I was 16 years old, and that sucker worked. You know, I just that was just by the way not something I ever did. Now you had, uh, as you said, you had your neighbor. I just always had a, a, a somebody or somewhere somebody when I wanted some, I could get some. Whether it was bring twenty dollars into Patterson and get uh, go up to a homeless guy and say get as much mad dog as you want and uh, you can keep a bottle, or 
friends who had older siblings or joined a fraternity. Uh, I seem to have access uh, to as much booze as I was interested in when I was younger. Maybe I just didn't drink that much. I, I don't know. Um, and like you said, we don't condone it, but I didn't have the problem with the need for the fake ID. Maybe I just knew enough people who had them or there were definitely places that didn't card anyway. So you yeah, know, the other, the other thing you could do, and maybe you just didn't have a lot of friends, Ovi, but the other thing you could do is you could get that license of somebody who was older and looked like you. Yeah. Right. And so you would get the one that looked like you. And, you know, again, back in the day, they didn't have the same rules around lost driver's licenses and duplicate licenses. So you could just go into DMV and say, I lost my license. You get a brand new one. And the old one's still out in circulation with somebody who looks like you that's just younger. Nowadays, you can't do that anymore, right? The real idea, and I understand there's a lot of other things going on, terrorism and stuff like that, but I just got to think that the 20-year-old kids really got screwed. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, and you're right. And I do remember more than one guy or girl, because it was both, got their siblings, literally took their siblings' license. I, not license, but their birth certificate. So I lost my license. And then we'd show up. And then I had a court date once for uh, a speeding ticket. And about 20% of the cases were people who had gone to the DMV in that town uh, trying to get fake IDs. It was crazy. It was crazy. All these 16, 17-year-olds getting booked on, trying to get a fake ID. But now tell me what happened. I got my sister. And same story for everybody. Yeah. And, and Obi, again, that goes back to the back in the day segment here, too, is, you know, back in the day, it, that was just a, like probably a hundred dollar ticket that you got for, for a fake ID. Right? right. And even at the time, it wasn't even illegal to buy alcohol underage. Right. It was only illegal to sell it. So worst case, if you got caught, nothing was really bad was going to happen to you. But then all those laws changed. Right. Then became illegal to possess it. It become you know, you have a fake ID. That's probably a felony these days. Right. So. I just think there's a, just a lot of things that have changed in the last, you know, a lot of years that really have made us say, whatever happened to those fake IDs? Yeah. Yeah. McLovin had the last fake ID on the planet. <laughs> oh, but you got anything else for tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Do I? No. No, you just have to close us out. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, number one, again, we do not condone uh, underage drinking. We just did it because we were, you know, stupid. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, if you have a fake ID or fake IDs are a thing and you're underage and you're, you're watching, comment. Let us know that we're idiots because we think we're right. You know, inform but, us. But, hey, Obi, on that, though, I would advise them to comment under their buddy's name and not under their own name if they're admitting having a fake ID because those penalties are worse today than they were back in the day. Right. Or, you know, you could talk about the hypothetical friend you have, but, right. you know, let us know we're wrong because, you know, we're idiots and, and the charm is that we suck. Thanks for listening. And like we said, you can find us anywhere. Share us with your friends. I'm Obi. I'm going to say see you later. Add anything else? Be well, and I also want to hear if you have the girl next door as well growing up.